Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, attorney, Mosley Collins. Mosley is joined today by a special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge, an expert in helping divorced parents and stepfamilies. There is hardly one family within the hearing of my voice that has not been injured by divorce one way or another. And sometimes it seems the hurting just won't stop. Mosley and Dawn have a message of hope and healing. It's a new way to live in a world scarred by divorce. And now here is your teacher and my husband, Mosley Collins, with his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Thank you, Lisa, my darling, and uh, welcome, my listeners, to today's edition of Real Christianity, and I am joined in the studio by my dear and dear friend, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. Don and I go back, um, let's see, it's going to be 39 years for me. I hate to count. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Bible school together, and Don was the Bible teacher 39 years ago. So, um, you know, I just like long Christian relationships, you know, where people kept the faith, they fought the good fight. They, you know, we're now we're coming in, Don, perhaps to finish our course one day. Yes, and we also like long-term marriages. We like yeah. things working out for Gosh. people. Everything long-term, mm -hmm. we like that. Loyalties that l go the distance, you know, mostly. Well, when I got divorced from uh, my wife, um, before I married Lisa, one of the things that so hurt me was the fact that we had been this uh, model of a happy marriage for 18 years. And it just killed me that I couldn't be that example anymore of a long-term successful Christian marriage. Well, yeah, you mentioned that I was a Bible teacher. Look, I was full-time ministry for 11 years, and um, you know, I had the model marriage, I thought, <clears throat> and then suddenly it, 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 it went away. And um, that was so surprising to me. Everybody else had problems, mostly not me. Right. I'm the Bible teacher. I'm the Bible guy. <laughs> I'm the guy in Christ. I'm the guy in the church, you know. Right. It, th this shouldn't be me. And I think your wife at the time was in charge of evangelism. Oh, yeah. And she was worship director of the church. Uh, I mean, we were very, very plugged into the church. And mostly that all went away. Yeah. I mean, it was like sand through the fingers. I mean, it just yeah. went away, and it went away with you too. Yeah. And we found ourselves not in those long-term relationships. Yes, because I had this belief that as long as I serve the Lord, he would preserve my marriage. But actually, it takes two people willing to make the right decisions. They both have to make that pledge. Yeah, and not just one. Yes. So you and I weathered that horrible storm. And what we want to do is help individuals that get into step families, which you and I are both now into step families. Right. Uh, that is a second marriage for both of us. And um, there are children that your, your wife and my wife brought into the family, and then I brought children into the family like you brought children into the family. And so we became what's called a step family or a blending family. And what we're trying to do is help other individuals make those family relationships work mostly because by and large, most of the time, families that get together after they've been divided and they, re, uh, and they marry new partners, most of those don't work. Yeah. And we want, we want loyalties that go the distance. Yes, and you know, you can go through a divorce and, be, and then have God bring you a wonderful husband or wife and have a happy marriage. 
and have happy children and have happy stepchildren. It's all doable if you follow the principles of Christ, That's if right. you follow what Jesus said. Most of these principles, however, when you get into the step family are counterintuitive. Yeah. What we normally, how we normally operate in a first marriage, if we took all the operations of a first marriage, how a first marriage operates, and inlay those into step families, it will bring the step family to ruin mostly. We yeah. those are those rules, those operation rules do not apply and cannot apply to a to a second marriage. And that's what we're talking about uh, today in in helping step parents, stepchildren late relationships work. It's yeah. a bit of a counterintuitive process. And and Don, let me just say this and, and I know you'll agree with me. You know, there is like uh, it's a feeling you can't quite put your finger on, but there's a feeling that if you've been divorced and you're remarried, somehow you're in the eyes of the church, just not as good as the person who has always been married. Well, in your own eyes, too. In your own eyes, too. I got to say in mine. I mean, I felt like, you know, I was stigmatized. Yeah. I mean, I was stigmatized in my own mind. I mean, w- c- couldn't I keep a wife? You know, couldn't <laughs> I? What, what was wrong with me? You know? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and people talk about, well, you know, it's a sin to get divorced and it's a sin to cheat on your husband or wife. And it's a sin to, it's even a sin to marry someone who was married. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, that's adultery. Yeah, I get all that. However, it's not the unforgivable sin. I mean, it's, it's not a sin. I mean, we're sinful people. I mean, we, we're covetous. We're greedy. We're, we're um, sometimes we're, watch pornography sometimes we do all kind of things that jesus has to forgive us for and we have to turn away from so this forgiveness is what i'm trying to say is like you can be a born again virgin you can be a born again pure person standing at the altar in a white dress in a tuxedo with the blessing of god on your life for that new marriage yes absolutely god will bless that second marriage mightily if you do do it his way yeah, he, he is always wanting individuals to turn to him and for him to give them life. Yes, and so we say this to you, listener, if you are um, divorced, if you're remarried, we're going to tell you this, that God loves your marriage, honors your marriage, just as if it were a first marriage. If yes. you come to him in repentance and ask for a new life and a new beginning. He absolutely, he is not a respecter of persons. He does not think you're second class because you are now remarried or divorced. Yeah. And that's great because that means you get a great start in God and he will bless you and he'll bless those children. He'll bless that marriage. And you can have a wonderful walk with the Lord in this world and in in the world to come, eternal life. Yeah. Like we've talked about, this is uh, it, when you're dealing in the divided family culture, there are new principles and new rules that are counterintuitive. Why don't we enter into one of those really counterintuitive rules? <laughs> I mean, okay? hard, to, I mean, hard to live. Yeah, let, let, let's just look. Okay, okay. So I'm going to ask you. This is this is uh, this is non-rehearsed. So mostly, you do not know the questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> But I'm going to ask you and the listening audience to respond to me. I'm going to ask just a couple of questions here. Number one, a parent's attitude toward an ex. Does that parent look at an ex and say, that individual is mine? Or is that does the parent look at an ex-spouse and say, is that individual not mine any longer? 
because there's been a divorce. Is it mine or not mine? And the answer is? Well, it's a tricky question, I think. Well, all right. It, it, let, me, it, let me him and haw and, and wiggle room and cut myself a little slack here. Uh, on the one hand, that ex is the God-given uh, bio parent of your child. Okay, now just wait a minute now. We're talking, let me just narrow this thing down. Between you and that ex, is it mine or not mine? I'm going to say it is not mine. Not mine. Not because mine. the marriage has, has is ended. Um, it is a breakdown of relationship. Each individual is independently living their own lives now. Okay? Right. Now, you entered into a discussion, however, with this, because you said it's a tricky question, because that, that ex-spouse now is still the parent of your child. Okay? Yeah. So now, let me ask you this question. To your child, in your child's mind, looking at your ex-spouse, that child's parents, does that child say to that parent, mine or not mine? Clearly mine. Clearly mine. Yeah. So we have the parent saying to, now let's, let's say the parent in this case is a woman. She is looking at her ex-husband and she says, this is not mine. He is no longer part of my personal life. The child, on the other hand, says, this is my dad. Yeah. And this da dad is very much a part of my life. Right. Now, I want to say to you, Mosley, right there, you have major, major issues right there. <laughs> the, men the mentality yeah. just between the mom and the child. Yeah. The mentality of the mom is different than the mentality of the child. Right. So different. They are in opposition to one another. Yeah, exactly. The mother is saying, I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. He's no longer, he's, he's been unfaithful to me and he's a bad guy. He's gone. Yeah. And here's this child going, this is my dad. Exactly. Now you can reverse that and say, if for the dad who has a child, the dad saying to his ex-wife, this is not mine. And the child saying to the mom, this is mine. Right. So between whether whether the gender of the parent is immaterial, but the parent is saying to the ex-spouse, not mine, and the child to the parent, mine. You can reject and attack anything that's not yours. In fact, using your analogy of the body, when something comes into the body, the white blood cells will attack it if it's not your body. That's right. If it's a virus, if it's a bacteria. Yeah, you want to see the white blood cell all of a sudden become uh, a real white blood cell? Have that ex-spouse start telling the, the mom how she should run her life. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're going, who are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, are you what are you telling me to do? What, why are you telling me anything? Right. You know, you're not going to tell me anything. Um, I reject you outright mm -hmm. as, a, as a spouse. You're an ex-spouse now. But that's not the child. Right. And so there's a huge potential for problems. Oh, a huge potential. Now, we have a crisis in parenting right now, Mosley. There is a crisis in parenting with this divergent, this opposition of mindsets toward this ex-spouse. The mom saying it's not mine. The child saying mine. There is a crisis in parenting because all parents in, in, I mean, just look at biblical law. Parents need to write, raise their children up into their mindsets. 
Parents are wiser than their children. They're more knowledgeable than their children. Parents can see more what their children cannot see. So the, it is the parent to train the children into what the parent sees, what the parent knows, what the parent feels. This is called parenting. This is called raising a child. But I want to say to you, Mosley, and this is what's so counterintuitive. Right. If that mom raises her child up into her mentality, she will destroy her child. Yeah, absolutely. No question. This is a crisis in parenting because how the mom feels about the ex-spouse is not how the child should feel right. toward the child's dad. Exactly, because the fifth commandment says, honor your mother and your father as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have to go with the Bible. Yes. And the Bible says in this case that the parent cannot raise the child up into that parent's mentality. You get that? Yes. And so we have a crisis in parenting. And so this is the only time I know that the parent must, now get this Mosley, the parent must join with the child in the child's mentality and the parent must submit himself or herself to the child's mentality and support that mentality. Now go figure that. Yeah. Go figure that. Here's a parent. I mean, every parent says, hey, my children should be raised up into my thoughts and my attitudes. But here is an instance where because of the Bible, because of biblical law, the child is to honor thy father and thy mother. Because of biblical law, the parent has to now submit to the child's uh, looking at the parent saying mine, and that needs to be served. Isn't yeah. that odd? That is odd. And it's, it's, it's the end of no, it's the beginning of no end of problems because you know you have, you have a, a a mom, say, who's divorced, doesn't like the ex. Ex has maybe cheated on her, did bad things, said bad things, doesn't go to church. Yeah. Um, living with a woman. Yeah. And she says, you know, this guy is terrible, and uh, we, we, we want to drive him out of our life. Well, I'm not going to ask him for child support. I'm going to move four counties away, and so he won't see me or his child. Now, that's killing the child. Now, you know, that's what I did. Yeah, I did this mostly. I did. This. I was. The, I'm the Bible teacher, <laughs> and I wanted my child to see what I saw about their mom. I wanted my child to think what I thought about the mom. I wanted my child to to know what I know. I want my child to believe what I believe, and in doing so, I brought my children to the brink of ruin because I did not submit myself to that Bible verse of the child submitting to the other parent, honoring that other parent. Yeah, it's, let me read it again. Deuteronomy chapter five, verse 16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. That's, that's, a, that's a commandment. I mean, God thought that was so important that he wrote it down to you shall not kill. He, he wrote that commandment, one of ten, with his own finger. I mean, that's how important this is. It's not something you can say, well, I guess we won't do that at this one. We'll just pass on that. No, you can't pass on that. There is no passing on that. 
it won't go well with your child if you pass on that. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more on this important subject. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and Dr. Donald Partridge. You can get a copy of today's message or purchase the entire series by going online to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com. Now, let's get back to our message. Thank you, Lisa. You know, Don, um, this is a verse that confronts us, who, all of us who, are, uh, who have uh, been divorced. This is the, the verse that confronts us. And most people, when you tell them this verse, will say, well, okay, but you don't, you don't know my ex. No, no, that, that couldn't apply in my case. Right. But it, it does. It does. And the thing is, is this is a crisis in parenting, Mosley. And I, I really want to belabor this subject here, that, the, that this is the only case I know of, Mosley, I think in the, in the entire Bible, to where the parents must submit to the mindset of the child, the requirements of God for that child is different than what a parent feels that child ought to know. I, like I said in my story, I wanted my child to know my mind, my eyes, what I felt and I saw about their, their mother. But the Bible stands against that. I wanted my children to take on my mindset, but I would have destroyed, and I was destroying my children. In this case, I needed to submit to my child's mentality, which was, in, just in this case, of a love and an honoring of that parent. And I'm telling you, Mosley, that is counterintuitive. That does not work. I mean, look in a first marriage. Name something that a parent submits to the child. There is nothing you can, you, you can name because the parent's are with that child. The child is to honor both mother and father. Mother, mother and father are together. And so the mother and father are to 100% of the time bring that child up into their mentality. Here in the divided family culture, you cannot. Right. Or you will destroy the child. Yes. And this is something that probably happens in, I'm going to say, 95% of all American divorces. Well, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I mean, because the first two years of a divorce, generally the first two, three years, are so difficult, I mean, it just ekes out. It just ekes out the frustration of one parent toward another down to the kid level. It gets down there. And I'm telling you, it is catastrophic to the health of the child, to the emotional health of the child. And so what we want to do is, we're, and this is the first foray into this. I mean, we're just beginning. This is... Uh, this is, we have a whole nother subject, which we'll do on the, on the next program, talk about, because it gets worse, <laughs> the <laughs> mindsets. But right now, the mindset of the mom and the mindset of the child, the mindset of the dad, the mindset of the child, they are different in the divided family culture. And we want people, adults, to walk in great wisdom and understanding yeah. that we're going to preserve the mindset of our children toward their mom and dad. Yeah. And we're going to support that. Now, do you want to support that? Do you feel like supporting it? No. Do, do, does it feel right to support it? It doesn't feel right. But God's law, mostly, is saying it needs to be supported. 
Yes. And you know, Don, just, just if we need to address just for a minute, the people who are divorced without children, you know, Jesus said, you've heard that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, he said, you've heard. It's not written in the Bible, you should hate your enemy. Yeah, you're, God is commanding you still not to carry that anger and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, 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 angry and, and disgust toward that other parent. But I say to you, Jesus said, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them who hate you. Pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. That's what Jesus said to do. So here's another scripture, Sermon on the Mount, key principle from Jesus Christ, Son of God, to us, even if we have or don't have children. We're supposed to love the people who the world tells us our enemies. We're supposed to bless the people who actually curse us. We're supposed to do good to people who hate us. And that would be clearly, even in the worst case, would include our exes. Well, which means you can have a not mine mentality toward the ex, but not in anger or in emotions. You just say, okay, this person's no longer mine, but I'm no, no longer gonna carry hatred and vile disgust toward that individual. That's right. For your own sake. Yes. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with our final thoughts on this subject. Hi, this is Dr. Donald Partridge. In addition to teaching real Christianity, my friend Mosley Collins is a personal injury attorney. He has a calling from God to help those who have been badly injured, and he has successfully done so for 30 years. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you'll want to call Mosley Collins for help. He has won hundreds of injury cases, and he can win yours. There's never a fee until he wins your case. So call Mosley and his staff at 916-444-4444. Just remember all fours for legal help. Thanks, Don. Now it's my turn. Dr. Partridge is an authority on the needs of single parents, step families, and a new way to live in a world broken and scarred by divorce. But don't let what you have heard here today get away from you. I want you to have this series. So go to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com to order this life-changing series of CDs today. If you have enjoyed this program, or if you would like Mosley and Dawn to speak to your group, call us at 916-444-4444 now. Here's a final word from Mosley. So Don, the way we look at our ex is not the way our children should look at at our ex. Yes, that is correct, but largely we would desire our children to look at their parent like we do. And in the divided family culture, that is catastrophic against the emotional health of the children. Yeah. So you know, one way of like putting some uh, reality on this is you need to lay your weapons of warfare down yes. against your ex because that's killing your children. You want to model what your children should do toward the parent. You need to model that, and that is honoring that other parent. Honoring them. How hard that is when they've hurt us, they've maybe abandoned us, but it's what we have to do, and we pray that what you've heard here today will help you live a life of real Christianity.
If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 